So as an employee, if you can actually understand what your manager's priorities are and their goals, that's step one. That'll like that. go a long way. The second one was what do they actually value most? So like my manager now, like I won't have to go into details, but I understand like what he's trying to accomplish, what's most important, what are the priorities of the organization, the business, all those things. Just be curious, ask questions in the right way. Don't try to get too, you have to be smart about it. Like just be authentic about this when you're at, when you're asking these types of questions, just really start with, hey, I'm just trying to build a relationship, trying to understand and make our both of our jobs. They'll see you as a leader at the end of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Free Retiree Show, episode 126. I'm your host, Wolf Manager, Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside my pals, career advisor, interview coach, Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? And Silicon Valley's favorite attorney, the man, the myth, the legend, attorney Matt McElroy. What's up? Today, we're going to talk about managing up. All too often, we get questions brought into the show from people that are wondering how to get around their manager, how to advance in their career. And you hear people that are stuck. They feel stuck. And so today we got this topic and Serge is going to give us a little bit more on how to manage up. So Serge, why don't you define the concept and why it's so vitally important in the work environment? Just to start to define what it means, right? So what this means is essentially like, you as an employee doing whatever you can to make your job, your boss's job easier. If you're a boss and you have somebody that's going out of their way to figure out how to make your job easier, you're going to love them regardless. So it focuses on communicating your goals, getting feedback, all those things. So that's just like the basic definition. How can you as an employee make your boss's job easier? I have a list of like do's and don'ts, but like before we get into that, I'll share like my experience of what happens when I don't manage up. And then what happens once I learned what that meant? And mm-hmm. I think I'll start there. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say what company was at, but. You're all about burning those bridges, Serge. No, 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 no. It would be too obvious <laughs> if I say names in the company. Who I'm it must not be Amazon then. <laughs> no, not Amazon. It's not Amazon. <laughs> he loves Amazon. But I, I, honestly, I didn't learn about managing up until my time at, I'll just say it, my time at Facebook, very late in my career. Earlier in your career, if you can figure out how to manage the relationship with your manager, to build your brand, create your narrative, your story, and really drive that relationship. Like 100% look up how to manage up. But yeah, I think my time at Facebook, I, I didn't even know about managing up, but we had one of the managers like actually lead a course on what managing up was. So at the core of it, it's like, first and foremost, get to know who your boss is as a person, right? Understand their communication style, understand what makes them tick, understand what pisses them off. I didn't do any of that at Facebook. And what I, looking back... I now realize why at that time, like maybe I pissed off this person because I was doing all the things that this person may or may not have liked. And I didn't know that because I didn't put the time in to get to know their personality, to get to know their style. So So that's a, that's the first thing. How do you figure out what type of person you're dealing with? Is there a process that they taught you? Yeah. You have to ask. Literally there is a process in the first 30 days of being like under this person as their manager. You actually sit down in a one-on-one with them and try to get to know what makes you tick. What are the things that, that I can do? What are the things that like, essentially like your, their pet peeves, you'd really try to understand like, what do you need from me to either strengthen our relationship or what are the things that are going to drive you crazy? So you have to be very upfront and honest with your manager to learn those early on. I don't know, Matt, like any of this resonating with you and your kind of career journey so far? Yeah. Cause I think about it just in like a from a bird's eye view. I mean, you're spending 
sometimes more time with this person than you are with your own family, depending on what kind of job it is. <laughs> and so it's, it only makes sense that you'd want to get to know them on a deeper level so that you can just improve the dynamic and the teamwork. I think that's huge. I think that goes with any job, even if they're not your manager, any role, when you can make the team better through like what you're saying, make everybody's job easier and just support in any way that you can. I think it's a skill set that's really needed. For sure. In this bucket of getting to know your boss, there's like kind of like five areas. So the first one is like really understanding what they're trying to accomplish. So as an employee, if you can actually understand what your manager's priorities are and their goals, that's step one. That'll like that. go a long way. The second one was, what do they actually value most? So like my manager now, like I won't have to go into details, but I understand like what he's trying to accomplish, what's most important, what are the priorities of the organization, the business, all those things. And then you understand like the third thing is like really understanding their style. And by style, I mean, are they relaxed? Are they very corporate? Are they very buttoned up? Do they like things super organized? If you have a manager who's attention, like detailed oriented, you can't have any mistakes. You can't go into your one-on-one with nothing. Like you go into one-on-one mm-hmm. and you just wing it. That doesn't work with them. I did that a lot when I think back with a manager who I now realize was crazy, maniacal, like detailed oriented, and that probably pissed them off. Mm. Right. So yeah. understanding their style will save you a lot of energy and like unnecessary like issues if you just understand their style early. And then I think like the other thing is you can come across in a way, just be curious, ask questions in the right way. Don't try to get too, you have to be smart about it. Like just be authentic about this when you're at, when you're asking these types of questions, just really start with, Hey, I'm just trying to build a relationship, trying to understand to make our, both of our jobs easier. And then they'll see you as a leader at the end of the day. And then piggybacking off of that is like, always anticipate. I think early in my career, I just kind of waited to be told what to do. Well, I think it's a lot yeah. of people still are like that, right? Majority, yeah. So one of the biggest components of managing up is being able to anticipate issues, needs, and flag those risks to your manager. Then they look to you like, oh, Sergio's on it. He's got it. He knows he's like anticipating issues. And they'll look at you as like somebody they can go to. Maybe the next manager position opens or whatever, right? I wish I would have known all this like 10 years ago. So if you can start implementing these little things, like it's going to go a long way. And I think one like tactical example, it's something I've implemented way too late in my career, but so in Silicon Valley, we have, I guess most businesses have, you have a weekly one-on-one, like a 30 minute meeting with your manager. Before I learned about managing up, I would kind of just show up to these and let the manager dictate how they went. Now I have, I proactively update with the date. I have here are my updates, here are the risks, here's what I need help on. So my manager just goes in and says, okay, Sergio's doing this. He needs help here. And I actually kind of steer the conversation anytime we talk. So like they know, so I'm pretty much like building my story and narrative. And like, he has a clear understanding of what I'm working on, what I need help on and what are the risks without that you just go in and there, you kind of just have a conversation, but it's not structured. So you like that alone helps managers because they have 10 other one-on-ones they have to worry about. So if they know they don't have to worry about the conversation with you, it goes a long way. Anything resonating with you guys there? For me, I mean, that's just so valuable because shout out to my client service manager, Marissa, like I'm not the most detailed oriented, like in terms of like meetings and all that stuff, obviously, <laughs> I, you guys know that, but man, she does all these things that you're talking about. I'm just, what, everything you're talking about, she runs this, she runs me and like, I'm way better for it. And I just look at her in a light where I'm like, dude, this girl is so valuable. Like you just can't replace her where I've not felt like that with other people. She does exactly this. That's awesome. And then real quick, like on the flip side, here's what not to do. And I think 
too many people get caught up into this, but there's a lot of like manipulation, right? So don't be the yes man or girl. Don't be the brown noser. It happens so much in Silicon Valley, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Give us your best brown nosing story that you've, that you've seen. I don't want to get into that, but you see it where it's just, it's always the person who's like the big smile and like always cheerful and nothing ever is wrong. Managers want reality. Like every project I've driven, there's always problems, but like everything can't be perfect. So you want to be a very real and authentic person so that your manager knows that they're, that you're not trying to cover anything up. And that's the second thing is like a lot of people try to paint this picture of perfection, but that's something you should not do. I think flagging risk and problems early with your manager, they're going to appreciate that in the long term. So those kind of go hand in hand. And then the third one is just like office politics, try to stay out of it. I think a lot of people do this game of politics in the office. And what I've seen is it's doesn't, it's not going to work long-term for you. So just treat everyone good. And you're doing this not to get promoted. You're doing this just to create a better relationship. That, that's what managing up really is like. You're trying to create the strongest relationship with your manager. And the benefit of that is you're going to look great. You're, you're telling your story, you're building your brand because without it, your manager is going to then build their brand of you and tell your story and be like, oh, Sergio doesn't really care about what he's doing. He's not doing any of these things. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, like for me, I've over the last couple of years, I've learned this has helped me tremendously, especially in my time right now at the company I'm at now. Serge, I've heard how the benefits of managing up help people advance in situations where they had crap managers or managers that were holding them back. Can you give us like some examples of how that works and how you've seen that work? Yeah, I've seen it at companies where I have maybe had a bad or negative experience with a manager. And many people have had, let's just say there's 10 employees, maybe eight of them are just not having a good relationship with this person. And I've seen one person do all these things and do amazing things. And they, maybe they're looked at a little bit differently and they get promoted or something. But like at the end of the day, yeah, it does help when your manager has to figure out, okay, who am I going to go to bat for? These are some of the things that are going to help you like stand up stronger in those rooms when they're having those conversations about mm -hmm. who they want to promote. And I'm not saying kiss anyone's ass, but what you need to do is just figure out a way to control your narrative. So your managers, this is how Sergio works. So they're he's structured. He knows what he's doing. He's proactively telling me about things, all those things. Like I think to your point, Lee are, is going to help people like take next steps in their career. Yeah. Like a plain English way to say it or like simplest terms is make it so your manager doesn't have to manage you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to worry. You, your job is done and they have that confidence in you. That's it. hundred percent. They literally are just there to remove obstacles and support you when they need you. They don't want managers don't want to hold your hand. Mm-hmm. And help you on every little thing. They literally don't. They just want to help. Their, they want to help coach you, mentor, and guide you through tough situations. They really don't want to be involved in everything. There are some who want to micromanage, but I'd say those are the outliers. So I think like using all these tactics, really spending time in those first like 30, 60, 90 days of being managing by, managed by someone will set you up for success. Serge, I love all these tips you're giving us. They're uh, phenomenal, but Let's go to someone that's maybe been in a relationship with the manager for quite some time and it's not going the way that they want and they want to start implementing this. Just like, quit. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any way to start these or just wave the white yeah. flag? So no, I've, so let me give you an honest answer. I think if wait, if you went years by not doing it, you've kind of lost the trust already, mm -hmm. to be honest. You can start implementing these and you'll start to see a change, but I think once someone builds perception of you, it is very hard to turn the perception around. That's very wise. So I think the best thing to do is to start fresh 
try to maybe find a different role at the company, try to find someone else, a new manager to implement these on. And if you can't, yeah, I think you still should implement them. But just being honest from what I've seen, it's very hard to gain someone's trust back once you've kind of lost it wow. or change your brand. If someone already has a perception of you. Yeah. So my, my recommendation would be to like, yes, implement them, but then also start looking for other roles within the company, outside of the company, and then start this start immediately. Yeah, immediately start with this. The new- that's, that's some great insight, man. Yeah. Because yeah. like Lee, like your client manager or whatever, if she wasn't doing all those things, like you'd have a picture of her right now. Yeah. Your picture of her is perfect. Yeah. But the opposite could be true. It'd be tough for her to switch that around, I think. True. That's kind true, of what I'm Would leave and still be in business. <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic. But yeah, I think it's important. Like she started that way from the beginning and she that's always been her brand. Uh, so I have no other perception of how the other side of how it could have been. Yeah, the brand is huge. I, I, it sucks that it's like the politics and the brand. It's just a part of Silicon Valley. And I think it's even outside of Silicon Valley. Like this stuff works everywhere. Matt, when you're in your lawyer world, like you have someone that manages you and you're trying to manage them, right? So you're making their life. That's what it's about. Make his life very easy. That's all I got. You're a phenomenal test, man. You're the man, though. That's why you are Silicon Valley's favorite interview coach and career advisor. So, I learned the hard way, man. man. I've had some very bad experiences not doing any of this shit. Yeah. Now, now I figured it out. Awesome. And then just people that are in that position, this is probably good for them to hear because they might not even realize that's the problem and that they can start over and do it right the next time around. All right, you guys have been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities American Incorporated, member FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is an investment advisor representative with Securities American Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities American Advisors, and Securities American Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt Goy are not affiliated with Securities American Advisors or Securities American Incorporated. Securities American Advisors, Securities American Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party sourced information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook, Inc., The opinions of attorney Matt McGorry do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.